Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the story behind every book. Joining me today is Dr. Terrence Ferrier, and he's here to talk about his book, Professionalizing Strategic Systems Management and Business and Organizational Success, Introducing the CCIM Three-Leg Stool. Now, Dr. Ferrier earned his Doctorate of Philosophy in Applied Management Decision Sciences from Walden University. At the same time, he was an advisor and consultant to both civilian and military groups. He has a master's degree in strategic studies from the U.S. Army War College, as well as a master's in business administration from Regis University. He also has a Bachelor of Science and a Bachelor of Arts in Human Resources and Marketing Management from the University of Arkansas. He had a long military career, and I want to thank you for your service, Dr. Ferrier, and he acted in support of think tanks for the U.S. Army Reserves. Some of his overseas positions included duties as the transition officer for logistics battalions and brigades in Europe, and he also served as part of the command advisor group for the United States Joint Forces Command as the personnel support and enterprise transition officer. Wow, Dr. Ferrier, what a resume. Welcome to Books on Air. Well, thank you very much. Um, I always say that I'm a country boy at heart, and I just check C one more time than somebody else to get those positions. I, I mean, I'm just I'm just truly a country boy at heart. <laughs> well, you're a country boy with a magnificent background. As I looked through this, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is a totally unique perspective on what we're about to talk about because not only do you have the military perspective, you also have the academia, you have the private business. I mean, you're bringing to the topic a perspective that I don't think I've ever seen before. And so that brings me to the thing that I'm always very, very curious about. To me, books have two stories. They have the story that the reader gets when they read the book, the story that's the formal story that's been put together by the author. But then there's always, always, always a background story. There is a reason and there's a way that that book came into being. Tell me the backstory behind professionalizing strategic systems management for business and organizational success. I was fortunate enough to uh, be selected, and I truly feel blessed, and I mean that, um, because the military, uh, after a few years figuring out that I couldn't do anything else, I guess, they, they allowed me to uh, get into the uh, training and some of the psychology that training focuses on as organizations transition into a more profitable or, or certainly more efficient operation. And um, the more I grew in that area and the more positions that they put me in, as I was, you know, I was a reserve officer, so I had a military career and a civilian career at the same time. Um, you know, the more you dig in and the deeper you go, the more you learn. And the the challenge that most organizations and companies have, and it doesn't, you know, it, when I say organizations, again, being uh, military or civilian, um, they want to change they use several things like lean lean six sigma orsa you know iso 
And all those things have a place. Uh, but what I found out is, as I led teams that use those different processes in order to complete the change, is that there are holes in all of them somewhere. And it depends on um, how they are integrated, who integrates them, and who who approves the buy-in of those integrations and how long they last. And they usually don't last long enough to get continuous improvement as part of the organization. And that's what the book uh, tries to bring forth without being too prescriptive. I really think the book is very interesting. You and I have talked at length um, and have had really fun conversations talking about some of of the the ideas. And I've got a little bit of a background in corporate America. You know that I've worked for Big Pharma and that I've worked in the hospital industry, et cetera, et cetera. So I've been through, simply because of my association with a couple of different companies who had manufacturing sites, and were corporate structures. You know, I mean, I'm like you. I was just, I went to college. You know, I did this, I did that. I had absolutely no understanding of corporate America and was in one of those positions where, I mean, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time doing something that that fit into uh, what Johnson & Johnson happened to be looking for. And somebody said to me, um, why don't you apply for this job? And so I did. I was such a greenhorn when I went into corporate America that I didn't even know what CEO and EVP stood for. When I was in my first meeting, I sat there and I thought, oh, my gosh, they're speaking a different language. And then I started understanding. And as I read through the book and as I read through the table of contents, it, this just all came rushing back to me. And I remember us going through some of those same examples that you just gave. Tell me and our listeners how the ideas in your book are different. Now, I know one of the things I love that you're doing is that you're gearing this toward not just people who are currently in business, but you're also gearing this toward people who are in the education field who have students who will be going into business. And I think that is a very important difference. Well, thank you. Um, The two primaries that will use the book, not not only just, you know, as you say, but as you read it, and it brings back some memories and some some possibilities. Um, If you could go back in time, you could have used the book. And I understand that because I have a lot of clients that tell me the same. One of the things that um, I really enjoy uh, when I was writing the book is trying to meld together the, both the education and um, the structural uh, parts of business and organizations because they differ in the way you train them and how you get people to uh, understand uh, how they connect. And that's the reason for the stool. The stool walks you through that, that process without, again, being too prescriptive so that it's broad enough for any organization to use. And I don't mean that because I wrote it. I mean, I I keep telling people this because I really feel this way. Um, The book is not important because I wrote it. It's important because it works. And the thing that works about it is the connectivity in the continuous improvement management side of the house. Um, it It really helps them grab that piece and they'll be using that as a reference if nothing else but but 
the corporate side of, of America and, um, you know, with the, with the senior and the middle managers, they'll certainly understand it. The, um, the education side of it with the business colleges, colleges, excuse me, and the deans, uh, when they see it and, uh, grab the concept, when they train their students and use, and use some of the ideas incorporated in the book, those students will be better off and they will, and I really believe this, they will excel quicker in the company because they understand the concepts that leads up to the decision-making in the organization. And again, that's, that's the reason it's written the way it is. Let's talk about the three-leg stool. Would you give our, our listeners a little bit of an overview of each of those three legs? Sure. Um, the first leg is uh, personnel. And I start that way because uh, a lot of HR organizations and folks who run those within businesses, you know, they're challenged with uh, trying to keep the training uh, for that organization up to par and trying to keep, um, you know, the hiring piece together and, and uh, farming uh, folks out to different areas um, so that, that covers the employee side of it. And what, what I really found, and it kind of surprised me in the beginning, but what I really found on that leg was that if you, your job description right now in any organization, including your own and mine, if I were working in, in corporate America still, um, if you have a job description, that job description may not change for 10 or 15 years, but how you do that job and, and those things within that job descriptions do change and they change quite a bit and they, they change, you know, like if it's, and, and this is not, once you hear this, the first time you hear it, you're going to think, nah, nah. But when you go back and look at it, it becomes a formidable thing. If you are, if you leave a job and your job description uh, that you had and you walk out two years later, that the people who work in the, the spot that you vacated, they change their way of um, actually performing those jobs up to 20% in two years. That's typical, not atypical. I mean, that's atypical, I should say. But um, if it is five years, it can be from 45 to 50%. Wow. And if, if you are in a position where it's technology driven, that can really change. And I haven't got into enough of that uh, to really say, but it's sometimes higher than uh, 50% if it is technology based, if the organization is technology based and has to use an awful lot of it. All right, Dr. Ferrier, what's the second leg? The second leg is equipment and technology. Um, you can have a product that is really, really ahead of its time and, and selling very, very well. But as uh, there's a thing called a price spiral, and we can talk about it a little bit later if you'd like, but, but when you have a product that you're developing, it doesn't matter if it's a, it's a product or even pharmaceutical, it doesn't matter. If you have a product that is selling well, doing well, and all of a sudden, uh, people know that it's making money. 
you're going to have more competition because people say, hey, we can do that too. And that's normal. That's just, you know, that's business. And you have to anticipate that. When you, um, you know, you can be on the right track and still get run over by the train, so to speak. <laughs> but when, but when you, when you are developing things and you think, oh, they, things are great right now. Part of that money that says things are great right now needs to be put back into more research and development so that you can stay ahead of the competitor and create barriers so that they don't jump into your market space. So equipment technology is the second leg. The third leg is processes or processes, I should say, because there's more than one normally. But if you, if your job description, the way they go about getting things done, your employees uh, changes, so must the processes that bring them to fruition because you know, processes are a derivative from uh, procedures. I mean, if the procedures change, so does the processes. It has to. So, and then, of course, then, that, then the processes, you know, they, they lead right into policy and so forth in, in the corporate in the corporate world. So, I know those folks will understand that. But once they see it, once they see it, it all of a sudden goes, hey, you know, we should look at that because we are here. And, and we are starting to get some competition out there. And when they look at those three legs first, they go, okay, here's a way. Let's read a little further. And so it becomes a reference book for them. And they begin training it in their own organization, which you know may cut out a few consultants such as me. But you know what? If they use continuous improvement throughout it, throughout those process, processes, then they get there. And they understand it. And the next person that comes in to fill a void when someone leaves the organization, all of a sudden now, they have a system in place that changes with their environments. I just think this is so logical, and it makes so much sense. I know that you did a lot of research, because I know at the very end of the book, you have a list of references and resources. Tell me how you did your, your research, because with your background, the academia, the military, the business background, you brought all that together. Tell me how you pulled that all together. The best way I can explain that is every time I started to write a chapter, um, I looked at what the uh, civilian sectors use in order to improve their businesses and what military organizations use to improve theirs. And sometimes when, as the advisor for the two stars and above, um, what I discovered there was sometimes uh, it is better to use a civilian application in a military organization. And sometimes I would discover in a civilian organization, it's better to use a military system of approach. So as I wrote the book, I had to constantly weigh those all the way through and, and remember everything that happened in over 33 years of how to, how to make that scene. And that's the reason that the three-leg stool came into uh, being. 
Well, you also talk about the similarities and dissimilarities in Chapter 10, because I ha- I could not resist. I took, I, I copied out the um, table of contents, and I looked through the table of contents, because I, obviously I was not able to completely finish the book, but it just, things like that jumped out at me. I thought, all right, a person without that kind of experience and that kind of understanding of those two separate entities would not understand that there can be similarities, but there can also be dissimilarities, and there can also be crossovers. And I think that's a really important point that you just made. Thank you. Yes, I, I think it works. I know that our listeners have to be interested in what we've been talking about because this is just... It's just such a fascinating, well-written book and so well-researched. I know that they're wondering where they can find it. And, of course, it's on Amazon. Now, I want to be able to give them the full title and spell names, etc., so that they can easily find it. If you go to Amazon, there's a search feature if you've never bought a book on Amazon. At the top, it's a big, long, sort of a light gray box. And if you'll type in professionalizing Strategic Systems Management for Business and Organizational Success. Introducing the CCIM Three-Leg Stool by Dr. Terrence, T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E, L. Farrier, F-A-R-R-I-E-R, and click, it'll come right up. Now, probably you could just type in introducing the CCIM three-leg stool, and it'll pop right up. You'll look at the book. You'll see a representation of the cover. And in that upper right-hand corner, you'll see two words. And if you've never clicked on those two words, please do so this time. Click on the words, look inside. The book electronically opens, which means you'll be able to see the first page. You'll be able to see uh, there's an introduction. You'll be able to see that table of contents that I talked about. And as you look through that table of contents, if you're involved in any kind of business, large business, small business, whatever it is, you're going to find something right there that you're going to need. Now, you can order the book right there on Amazon, but I know that some of our listeners, because Amazon is the proverbial 800-pound gorilla in the book-selling business, I know that they don't like to necessarily support that 800-pound gorilla. So, Dr. Ferrier, where else might they be able to find the book? They can find it at authorhouse.com. They can find it at barnesandnoble.com. Probably if they just put in your name, they'd be able, the book would come up. Most of the time uh, when I've heard people tell me they search, they put in the first four letters, uh, first four words of the book, and it pops up. And then, of course, they'll see uh, the rest of it. They'll have two or three to choose from, but if they know the rest of the title, I'll just click on that one. Now, you've got a website. So, Dr. Ferrier, if I if I go to that website, will I find information about you, um, who you've worked for, a bio, things like that? Uh, yes, you will. The cpbs.us site uh, has all those things on it and has home, about, services, references, shop, contact us, all that stuff is on there. Great. Now, you're also doing, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, 
right. and you're on Instagram. How could our listeners find you? Well, see, I think on Twitter I'm at tfarrier75. You can find me that way. Um, and then on Facebook it's terrence8085.farrier. And for Instagram it's uh, terrencefarrier9204. Now you're also doing some YouTubes. Tell me what's on where you, where, you, where I can find you on the YouTube channel and what's there. Well, you put in my name and it'll it'll take you to it on YouTube. Um, most of the time, it, that's not a that's not a problem. There's some pod. Uh, I guess you would call it that. It was a radio interview and stuff like that. They're in there and a little bit about the business. Excellent. This has been just fun for me and so interesting because I really, really, really like what you're trying to do. I can remember uh, going through some of those change management kinds of things with uh, the people in the back in the distant past who were trying to do some of those other lean manufacturing, just-in-time manufacturing, supply chain things. I mean, all of those kinds of words are so currently in the news right now. And I can remember organizations that I worked for that that took some of the ideas and the organization really was not the kind of organization that those ideas would fit well. And so they sort of bent those ideas. And so it never worked very well. These ideas that you have in your book and the, the way that you're talking about implementing this and you've thought of everything, it seems to me, I really appreciate what you've done. Now, I know that the listeners will become readers and that they'll purchase a copy of the book. And I see this book two ways. I see, first of all, someone sitting down and reading the book cover to cover so that they get the principles, so that they get the whole idea of the book. But I see them holding on to that book. And I see that book being in their office so that when they have an issue come up, they pull the book off the shelf and they use it as a reference guide. My question for you is, what do you, as the author and the researcher and the writer of this book, want the listener and the reader to take away from the book at the very end when they close that that back page, that back cover for the last time after reading through it the first time? What do you want them to take away? About four words, and that would be, we can do this. Very simple, because a lot of those other programs and things get um, so detailed that um, it's hard when it's hard to um, continually work in a business and have enough airspace to come up and look at the entirety of the business. But if you have something in your hand that helps you focus on the entirety after reading the book, it really jumps back to you. And it's, and I've had more, more than one group tell me that so far, which makes me feel very good. Cause again, the, it's not about me or how important I am as an author. It's about how important it is for the business, because I want to see us become leaders again in uh, this country and not be followers. I love that. And I love the idea of the simplicity. I, I can remember being so 
mired in my head trying to figure out some of the philosophies and trying to figure out how does this apply to my area, and you just get lost. And so finally, you step back and you just try to pretend that you're applying the principles. And I think the principles from your book, Professionalizing Strategic Systems Management for Business and Organizational Success. I love introducing the CCIM Three-Leg Stool. This has been such a pleasure. This is a valuable book. I hope all of our listeners that will pick up a copy, and I want to thank you for not only writing the book, but for being our guest today on Books on Air. Well, I feel blessed to be here. Thank you. My pleasure. Remember, you can find Dr. Ferrier's book, Professionalizing Strategic Systems Management for Business and Organizational Success, Introducing the CCIM Three-Leg Stool by Terrence, T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E-L, period, Ferrier, F-A-R-R-I-E-R, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast, brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I so hope you'll join me for the next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so very much for listening.